Coming to you live from the Fuel 50 booth at the heart of HR Tech, it's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We are diving deep into the world of HR technology, tackling workforce challenges with innovative solutions, and we'd like to give special thanks to Fuel 50, the science-based talent marketplace that bridges skills gaps, unlocks hidden potential, and supports better retention and engagement. Let's do this. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your bookie's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host. Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the edge to my Bono, Chad Sowash, and we are recording live from the Fuel 50 booth at HR Tech in Las Vegas, and we are excited to welcome Doug Shagum, head of people, data, and insights at Johnson & Johnson. Doug, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's a privilege to be here. Did you know that your last name, Shagum, autocorrects to Shazam? I did, but most people remember me because of Austin Powers, right? And it's Shagum, Shagum, wow. Shagum, baby. That's a good call. That's a very good call. If only your parents knew that one day their last name would default to Shazam. (laughs) So anyway, a lot of our listeners don't know you, I'm guessing. Uh, Give us a quick Twitter bio about what makes Doug tick. Truly on Twitter, right? You can see that I... I'm a guy who really is a drummer by training, right? And when I started out my career at Juilliard, okay. and then my parents said, all right, so how are you going to actually live? Like pay for your family, pay expenses, do things. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh, all right. Did you say, have you not known like Keith Moon, uh, yeah, John Bonham? I, I, I like you can out, make. Like, there's some pretty cool drummers who have been yeah, very okay. successful. Okay. And they're like, uh, no, we're going to give you four choices. Yeah. They start with letters, A, B, C, or D. You could be an attorney, you could be a banker, investment type, preferably, uh-huh. Uh-huh. C, CPA, or doctor or dentist. So, admittedly, I tried for the whole doctor thing yep. until I realized that you actually need a higher GPA than a BAC uh-huh. to oh, get okay. into one of these medical schools things, right? Yeah. So, I said, all right, that's not going to work. So, spend an extra year degree in political science and realized, well, I could work a blockbuster back then. Yep. <laughs> Not exactly going to provide, you know, yeah. stable, uh, good, good, good idea, but yeah. those are going to work. Great access to films. I mean, uh, tons and watch plenty. Trust me. I went to school in Buffalo, right across Niagara Falls. So easy access. To- I need to interject that he went to a Mac school. I attended Ball State. So little brothers in arms here for the Love Mac. It. Little Love shout out it. to the Mac. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, the Mac. So I uh, ended up getting my MBA. And uh, fortunately, I had a little help from a friend, namely a family member who was a chief medical officer at GE. Ah, so, hello. Again, proving it's not what you know, it's who you it's know. It's always <laughs> about who you know. Uh, got into uh, GE and their FMB program uh-huh. and uh, realized after the two years of training, very nice to meet Jack Welsh, brilliant man, learned a whole lot, but also realized I am not a finance dude. Yeah. So <laughs> started there and a lot of my 
learning and lessons came from that and uh, progressed into analytics, people analytics, and love the fact that work that I and my team does can actually make an impact on people where they spend a lot of their life. Leader. So you're a blast at parties. You went from sparring drummer to data guy. Yeah, and I'm no like 10,000 Malcolm Gladwell hours dude. <laughs> like, I'm the guy who, you know, no joke, like saw in the sixth grade some dude playing drums yeah. and i'm like wow he's got a lot of people watching him i want to be that guy yeah. yeah went into training band the next day met my guidance counselor signed up and he's like shit he's good <laughs> so turned out i went through some lessons figured out that i had this thing called relative perfect pitch i can play anything on a piano if i've heard it and no honest really great bar trick especially after a couple bourbons really good well we love going down this musical party uh avenue but <laughs> let's talk about your role at j and j and what you're doing that's exciting. yeah absolutely so i'm the head of people data and insights which really sounds exciting it's more people analytics really if uh -huh. i break it down into yep. two words right and uh -huh. from the start of just gathering what are the right data elements to collect, the right variables. What are the questions that people really want to know answers to, to what actions will they take from that, uh -huh. and making sure that it's democratized. We don't want to keep data in jail, right? I've always said most of these core systems that exist, they're powerful, they're huge, but how many people can really access them and understand them, right? And when we talk about an employee's life cycle, that's what we care about, right? Understanding what are those moments where we can access data to really help improve impact and drive outcomes? Well, and then actually tell the story around that data. Because yeah. data doesn't tell its own story, right? You've got, you've got to tell that story. So true, right? Data's unemotional, and nobody wants to read pivot charts for a living. No. Right? No. Nobody Some does. people do, but they're boring as well, hell. Yeah, I mean, come they on. They don't want to be drummers. <laughs> Who wants to do that, right? I mean, come on. So, so you've got to have people who are great storytellers, uh -huh. who can influence and make decisions, and bring it to life, right? It's like reading a book is great. It's important. You need to do it. But when you have somebody who can tell the story of the book, now that's powerful, right? And that's what we want to create, a culture. And we want to make sure that not just the HR people who are great do that. We want business leaders. These are people who manage P&Ls. Yep. We want them to do the same, and they're very willing to do the same with human capital data. We want people who are even our employees to know, well, how many people do we have in the company? Are we hiring more people? Tell, tell us yeah. about how many more we've made. So basic stuff like that is so important to us. And when we think about talent acquisition, that's our big play right now. For the next three years, this is our big focus area and bringing not the old school way of thinking about TA, but understanding, right? People have skills, people have experiences, people have all these different attributes uh -huh. that we want to bring at this front, not at the back to the table for our recruiters, our hiring managers to help make better, more informed decisions, because that's where the gold is. I mean, heck, I'm sure ChatGPT could write a great resume for me, right? Yeah. No yep. question about it. But I'm old school, right? And I don't want to just take a 
a job description and have ChatGPT do it. I want to understand what's reality. I want to measure it. I want to do a side-by-side, -side, right? My dream, I want, all right, maybe two monitors. I'm a little old, but two screens. I want to have one screen that shows my internals, one shows that my externals, and I want to be able to understand. Tell me, when I measure all these different pieces, who should I be selecting for, right? Because I got 578 people apply for one job yeah. that I had. Because of scale, right? So back in the day when we were passing around paper resumes and applications and those types of things, we didn't have to deal with the scale that we deal with today, right? And now we've got the opportunity of new scale with AI. So you being able to scale, a lot of this can't happen just in one platform. So how many platforms are you trying to sew together to create this ability to tell that story that you're talking about. How many cats are you herding? If I told you we're close to triple digits, I'd oh probably be. God. Of tech of platforms? Of, of general HR platforms. Okay. Uh, TA is not up there. They're in the double digits, uh -huh. in fairness, right? Oh but there's overlaps between different things, and so we don't use them as probably as bestly as we should. And that's where we've got opportunities, yeah. right? So, you know, part of why we look to figure out what's next on our horizon is just for these reasons, right? It's because, you know, there's some great companies out there who have outstanding things, but how does it all tie together? Because I don't want to use somebody who just does video recruiting to have to go to somebody else who just does skills assessment to somebody else who just does this or somebody else who does that yeah which is probably how many companies have done it and admittedly how we have too can i find somebody who can integrate these things bring it together and give me that whole experience in one so that it's easy it's simple and we place the candidate at the center and that's what matters most to us are there any of those tools that are invaluable that you couldn't live without? And is there any effort at J&J to build your own tools in terms of the data that you're collecting and how you're analyzing it? I always think there's opportunities to explore our build strategy. But what I've learned across 25 years of experience is building is hard unless yeah. you're a tech firm. If you're a tech firm, you can probably build all the great stuff. Yeah. But it's so much easier when you find people who are experts in their craft right. at, at knowing this thing. Yep. And there's always trade-offs, right? Like they may not be perfect at that, but they're experts at that, yep. right? So when you can figure those things out and help push them, and admittedly, right, we're 150,000 employees. We've got close to 100,000 contractors, 70,000 contractors, right? Grows. Those are the areas where we say, all right, how do we do this better? Why does it take 12 steps sometimes to get yeah. somebody from A to Z? Why can't we do that in four, right? I right. mean, unless you're, you know, some super top executive where, of course, there's going to be more interviews. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be more. But for most of our people, you don't need 12 steps or some magic number. Just to be clear, you're dealing with data on the front end with incoming candidates as well as the current employees, upscaling opportunities, where should people be moving? So you're using tools on both sides of the fence. What kind of stories are you telling with the data? And, and specifically, I think data helps talent, HR, tell a story about profitability in the organization. 
are you doing that at J&J and, and how? Yeah. So something we're super proud of is launching, uh, we call J&J Learn. Uh -huh. And a lot of it is based on some of the work we've done in partnership with, with you folks as well, right? And the fact is, we're already seeing those returns, right? We think about the fact that now we don't have separate training that takes place within our farm group, within our med tech group. It's all under the umbrella now of J&J &J Learn. And I love it because I think about what I experienced at GE at Crotonville, right? Where you bring people together, whether they're in aircraft engines or in capital. Sure, there's some specialized groups that existed back when I started years and years and years ago. Uh -huh. But most of the training really happens right there at the center at J&J &J Learn in our specialized campus in Orlando. And what I love about the fact is we not only have cost benefit from bringing all that together, but more importantly, we're seeing people already who are taking classes, who are not only gaining skills, but working with others that they've never worked with before. And that cross-pollination, mm. plus the benefit of going through the classes, completing them, seeing how they're uh, talent velocity, whether lateral moves, promotions are occurring. And this is early stages, right? We're just beginning one year in. Imagine what this is going to look like three years in. We think about retention. We think about that, that talent velocity score. We uh -huh. think about return on investment, what it costs us and we'll get back later on. These are huge opportunities for us. And it's certainly one of our big rocks, if you could use that phrase. Uh -huh. But it's uh, something we're very proud of. Sandra Humbles is our chief learning officer. Dig into the ROI part of your statement. What does that look like at J&J? &J? Who are you sharing that with? What, is, what does it look like? Well, I can tell you our CFO is certainly interested in something well, like good. that, right? And, and I uh, fear that's unique uh, in not too many companies. So that's a oh, good problem. Oh, yeah. To have. I mean, these are things that really matter to us. And uh, we want, you know, I remember back when, when we started to do some pilots and people were asking questions like, wow, you can infer skills. That's pretty cool, uh -huh. right? Pretty cool, except the people on the factory floors in our supply chain organization at the time where they don't have equipped laptops to put in what skills they have and how we could measure them and all this stuff through inference. So we had to come up with other strategies. There's lots of ways to measure skills, lots of ways to go through content, but how do we make sure it's good and equitable for everyone? Mm -hmm. And what we cared about was, are we seeing employees getting value out of this, right? It wasn't just the dollars, the cents at first. It was really about the employee experience. Are they growing? Do they have aspirations? Are we helping them to get to their aspirations? And you got to have a hook, right? It can't just be, well, we're going to save the company money. It's got to be about, well, what can, you know, the old tune into the radio station WIIFM, what's in it for me, right? <laughs> and that's really what helped us get started, right? Yeah. Don't you want to grow? We posted, right? Here's what we're playing for, uh -huh. right? And when you post that and then you start realizing, well, oh, I have some of these, but not all of these. I better start focusing on some of these. They matter to the company. Yeah. We're not saying we're going to throw you out or kick you out or not keep you up. But what we are saying is 
you should know what we're playing for. And a lot of people got on that bandwagon real quickly. Yeah. I bet so. You are listed as a top 10 influencer. Who? Via CI, CIO top look. 10. I'm not a reader of the publication, but how do you get to be a top 10 influencer for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? Well, I would always say this. So thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. It's it's uh it's it's certainly something that I'm honored and humbled by. So let me start there. And what I would say is this: you've got to have learning agility. If you think that what you learn now and what you know now is something that is always there, yep. you better realize that it's not. Amen. Amen. Well, Doug, thanks for sitting down with us here at the Fuel 50 booth at HR Tech. For anyone who wants to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them? Hit me up on LinkedIn. Easy. That is Doug Shazam. If you're in autocorrect land, AKA Shagam. (laughs) He is the head of people, data, and insights at Johnson & Johnson. Chad, that's another one in the can. We We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.